Hey, welcome to the Joy for Ministry podcast. My name is Joy. I am so excited you are here. We have a great episode for you. I get to interview my good friend, Samantha Reed. You're going to love it. Hi, Sam. Hi, Joy. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so pumped to be here. I am so pumped you're here, especially because you are sitting across from me and I get to see your face. I know, which, which I love it. we Marco Polo a lot, All the time. which is awesome mm-hmm. because you live in Ohio. I do live in Ohio. But I'm so excited that you're here. New Jersey. Face to face. Love it. So thank you so much for being on this um, episode. And I have a special connection to you yeah. because we're going to let everybody know um, you were in my youth group. Your very first my very first youth group mm-hmm. um, when I was a pastor's wife at the age of 23. Yep. You were in our youth group and you were how old? 13. That's I amazing. I just turned 33 last week. We've known each other for 20, 20 years. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> what is time? I don't, I that's know. the thing in my life right now. What is time? I don't even know. Two decades. I know. And I feel like sometimes I want to apologize because, man, you guys were like our guinea pigs. <laughs> like, I had no idea what ministry was and being oh, a pastor's cool. wife. But look how good I turned out. So it's totally fine. But you fine. know, like, we, totally fine. we did all of our mess-ups on you guys. You know, that your youth group. It's all good. So, but that was a lot of fun. So much fun. So sitting here 20 years later, yeah. and you have four kids later. I do. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, my husband and I pastor in Ohio. We are in New Jersey, born and bred. Pizza. <laughs> There's so many things. Pizza, the waffles, the pretzels, the bagels, the shore, all the things. Um, but no, we were born and bred New Jerseyans, and we moved to Ohio. It'll be we've lived in Ohio. It'll be eight years this fall. Um, we have four kids: uh, Charlotte, Graham, Benjamin, and Abraham. They are currently two, four, six, and eight years old. Wow. Um, me and my husband Doug, we've been together for almost 20 years now We've yeah 20 years. well Doug was in our youth group as well as well yeah yep and it's just I, I remember seeing you guys you were probably 14 and he was 14, yep 16, 16 yeah. and we were on a um, winter retreat okay. and I said to Jason like oh they like each other yep and so what do you guys do in Ohio Awesome. Well, I feel that Ohio is very lucky to have you. I wish that you were back in New Jersey, but um, I know that you guys have done amazing things there, and so that's awesome. So let's jump right into our questions. How long have you been a pastor's wife? So technically, um, Doug and I have been married for 11 years, so the technical answer to that is 11, but even before we got married, my husband was in ministry, he was in he was a youth pastor during college, and then after college, um, before we got married, he was youth pastor, junior high pastor. So essentially, the entire time I've known him, I mean, obviously, when I first met him, we weren't dating or anything, but anywhere, I don't know, 15, 18 years now, I've technically wow. been pastor's girlfriend, pastor's fiance, pastor's wife. Into pastor's so, wife, yep. Yeah. 
and that was really exciting because we, you know, my husband, well, you know, Jason, he did your wedding and I was in your wedding and, uh, yes. um, and right from there, you guys stepped into, you, you were a pastor's wife yep. right from that start. Right from the get-go. So did you feel prepared to step into that role? No, <laughs> not at all. It's, it's kind of funny because I don't feel like I was prepared to be a pastor's wife, but at the same time, I knew that I was meant to be with Doug. Our, our little thing we all say to each other is we were meant to be together mm. all the end time. We're like, we get the same score at games or we're wearing the same color. I'm like, oh, we are meant to be together. It's like silly, but um, I just knew in my heart that he was who the Lord made for me. And so even though I wasn't necessarily prepared to be a pastor's wife, I knew I was prepared to be his wife and wow. be with him forever. So it's like when you go to have kids, no one's prepared to have kids. No one's ever ready for that. But you do it anyway. So I wasn't necessarily ready to be a pastor's wife, but I knew I was meant to be Doug. So I love that. I'm I'm actually surprised at that that answer. I didn't see that coming, but I oh my gosh. I think that's do you like remember me when being that like I was so quiet and shy and all things. Yeah. But I feel like, too, so many people say, oh, being a pastor's wife is a calling. Like, you need to feel the calling along with your husband. And I think to a certain extent that's true. But you looked at Doug and you were like, I'm called to be his wife before yeah. I'm called to be a pastor's it wife. It took time for me to grow into being like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I love that. So um, you did not feel prepared to step into that role. Were you, was it like a shock, some of the things that as you got married and became a pastor's wife? a shock because I mean like I grew up in the church and you know like you see pastor's wife I mean like you are my youth pastor's wife so like I saw you and your role and things um but you didn't have any like support or training or anything that would equip you for that so what were some of the struggles the early struggles that you faced and how did they affect your life and your ministry at that time so I think one of the biggest struggles in the beginning was um, pressure to be someone that I wasn't. Because mm. like I said, like you grow up and you see all these pastors' wives and there's, it's not a, it's not a stigma, not any stereotype, but there's like certain things that the pastor's wife does and she's supposed to be super bubbly and outgoing and helping the kids ministry and model the children and sing and play the piano and do all the events and serve at the potluck. And like, I don't know, growing up that was like, that's what the pastor's wife did. And I was not any of those mm. things. And so I was like, I I consider myself a very quiet and introverted person and I can be outgoing when I want to be but not all the time and so I felt a lot of pressure to try and be this person that other people thought I was supposed to be and not necessarily Mm. just to be myself I I think that was like a really big one when we first got married and first was like okay I'm a pastor's wife now yeah right that makes a lot of sense I um I can see that as maybe one of my early struggles like what what am I supposed to do like how am I supposed to be you know yeah it's like living up to other people's expectations right for yourself because you you don't even know what the role really entails but you have these assumptions of how I should be yeah and a lot of times we're not that because it's like a blanket thing it's like people with the whole pastor's family everyone expects this blanket thing that the pastor's gonna be perfect his wife's gonna be perfect his perfect kids and all this thing and Everyone's different. Everyone's got different personalities and things, and all churches are different, and there's different right. roles for things. And yeah, the, right. the pressure was very hard in the beginning. And I see too, like looking at you, you're from a different generation, um, and so that is actually going to look different 
than maybe even some role models that you had to look up to. It's different generation yeah. of pastors' wives have different expectations. Yeah. Um, there's they're different how the way they grew up, and yeah. so I could see that being something that would influence the type of pastor's wife that you are. Oh, absolutely. So, what is something? that you hear from other pastors' wives that is a constant struggle for them? Um, I think the biggest one that I've heard, and that I've experienced personally, and that I've heard other women talk about, is the feeling of being alone. Mm. Because you have this pressure to do so many things that you're not necessarily feel equipped to do, but then not necessarily have anyone that you can confide in to talk about it. And like not having a mentor or someone to look up to. Because I mean, we've been, my husband's been pastors out of two churches now, on the Road Bridge of Hope, and then one, two, at least three before that, um, where he was a youth pastor, junior high pastor, um, and different things. And there was other pastors' wives at those churches, but none that I was comfortable enough with to talk to. Like, they were super sweet and nice, and we would, like, hang out every once in a while, but it wasn't someone that I, like, meshed with and just felt comfortable um, and enough to be vulnerable enough with to like talk about the pressures of being right. a pastor's wife because it's, it's hard ministry is hard um and so now now in my life I actually have a friend friend mentor up at another church mm. that I talk to we meet once a month and we go and we hang out and we just and we just talk and we just talk real life and the good and the bad and the ugly yeah. and, it's, and it's really good so definitely that feeling of just being alone and being alone in your struggles right I love that. And I love what you said is that you're at different churches. I think that's so good because it allows you to open up a little more, maybe say yeah. things that if it was somebody at your own church um, would be hard to open up to, Absolutely, especially yeah. as your husband being the senior pastor. Absolutely, yeah. um, and I, I want to actually just, you know, go back over that. Like your husband is the senior pastor of a church. Yep. Um, on this podcast, we're going to have all different, you know, like my husband's a campus pastor. And right. that looks different. Absolutely. Then if your husband's a senior pastor, different roles look differently. Yeah, well, he's been a lead pastor now for eight years, and before that he was a youth pastor for four years. Okay. And the shift from youth pastor couple to lead pastor couple is is insane. You don't yeah. think it's going to be that much different, and it's it's a whole different wow. Complex. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, okay, on to our next question. If you could go back and tell yourself three things when you first started out in ministry, what would they be? And this is my favorite question to ask because I love the thought of, you know, um, going back and telling ourselves something. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, when I started out in ministry as a pastor's wife, it was very hard. And now I would say to myself, like, oh, you know, through what I've learned, like, do this different. Or, oh, um, so this is my favorite question to ask. So what are those three things that you would tell yourself? You could just start with one. So my three things. Oh, girl, I've got three. <laughs> um, the biggest thing is don't worry about anyone else's expectations. Mm. Like, focus on what the Lord has for you. And one big thing that I was so appreciative of my husband is when, because he was, he's been a pastor for a long time. Like I said, I've been a pastor's wife for 11 years now, but before we got married, he was a pastor. So I was pastor's girlfriend, best fiance. But our first time like doing ministry together was when he was a youth pastor. Hmm. And when he got hired at that church, um, the, the lead pastor when interviewing asked him and he was like, well, what about Sam? What can she do? How can she, I don't even, I don't know what a specific question is, but my husband looked at him and said, 
well, you're not hiring her, you're hiring me. Mm. And he's like, my only expectations of my wife in this role are to come to church and grow in the Lord. Wow. And he's like, and if the Lord has anything else for her, then, and she can come to me, and if she wants to serve here, serve there, be in leadership or whatever, like, we'll see what that looks like, and we'll talk about it, and she can do it, but... And he was young to say that. Absolutely. Like, that's impressive. And it was so, it was the best thing ever for me. I don't do well under pressure, and I don't do well with expectations when, when... when I should act a certain way or should do something, it's I get nervous and if I'm going to do it right and all these things. So for him to be able to kind of defend me in that and give right. me that room to grow, it really helped me. Like it's a little cheesy to be like, you can blossom, but he truly did help yeah. me grow to be the person I am today because of that. So that's awesome and way to go, Doug. I'm giving, I'm applauding him. Yeah. I, I we when we started out, we were young. I don't know that that was something that even crossed our mind to was, say so that's awesome it was i yeah greatly appreciate it he, he definitely gave me room to lead on my terms and and support him in my own way which yeah was really, really great. um so that's number one so don't worry about anyone else's expectations um another one like Gary talked about is absolutely find a mentor or find mm. someone that you can confide in and it's like you said so great to have someone not at your church. I mean, if, if there are other pastors' wives or someone else at your church that you can confide in and you are comfortable with that, absolutely do it. But if you have to go outside of your church, like my um, friend, she's just another church that we do a lot of events with. She's kind of like a sister church to us and stuff. And so we just connected in that way and we just instantly meshed. Mm. And she's, um, I don't know, 15 years older than me and she's just more, more experienced in certain things. Like her kids are older and it's just, it's just really good yeah. gleaning wisdom and stuff from her. And it's, yeah, definitely find a mentor or someone you can be raw and vulnerable so that way you do not feel alone. Yeah, and good for her for taking on that role. Oh, absolutely. I think that's that's what I want to be to the people younger. Not everybody steps out to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but then just the last thing is just be yourself. Is don't try to be anyone. Don't try to... Um, sing on the worship team because that's what you think you're supposed to do. Don't try to serve out all the potlucks because that's what you're supposed to do. Like you'll, you'll just get so tired and it's just, it's too hard. Life's too short to just be pretending. Right. And so all you can do is be yourself. Right. So absolutely 100%. Just find who you are in the Lord, first of all, and then go and just be that. And don't be ashamed of it and just, right. just be yourself. Yes. And it's funny because it's like when we are ourselves – then we're moving in the things that God has gifted us with. Oh, absolutely. And um, yeah. it's hard when you're first in ministry, you want to conform and be, yeah. you know, what you think you should be. You want to be liked. And you want yes. to, yeah, being liked is hard because not everyone's going to love you. Right. And we've experienced that in Ohio. Like people have come to our church and been like, you guys are okay, but we're going to go somewhere else. And it's like, well, wait, and you want people to come and right. you want them to meet Jesus, but at the same time you have to be able to say like, Okay, go. Right. Fine. And that's that can okay. be painful. Yeah. And that feels like a rejection. Yeah. Um, and so I can see that like wanting to adapt to what, you know, what will be pleasing to people. And right. um, so that's really good. Yeah. What has been rewarding about being in ministry? Oh, the most rewarding thing about being in ministry is for me recently, I realized it's the people. Mm. And I know that's kind of a, it's kind of a funny thing because people can be very hard and very difficult and people can be a little bit stupid and you want to like shake them and be like, what's wrong with you? But for me and my husband, we've never, when 
the entire time we've been in ministry, we've never lived near family. Oh, mm. I can't not cry when I talk about it. Um, so, so we've never lived near family. And so especially moving out to Ohio, we are the closest family is six hours away. Mm. And um, the people in our church have really become family to us. And it's, it's, it's growing up, I was very, very close with my family. And so I never thought that people besides my parents or my siblings could be like family because I was always around them. I grew up with family. And like, obviously I've got three, um, three siblings and my parents. And, and so I grew up with them and I was like, oh, this is it. This is my family. I can have some close friends, but like, this is my family. Well, now our family is all spread out all over the country. The Lord brought us to Ohio and we have siblings in, now we have siblings in Ohio, but we have siblings in Minnesota, Tennessee, Florida, New Jersey. Wow. We are, our parents are all spread out. And so the people at our church though, there's just some of the people, it's just the things that they would do for you. And it's like, but you, but you're, but you're not my family. Like they just do so much stuff that I'm like, but, mm. but family does that. And it's, and it's, it's, they're my family too. And it's yeah. just been so sweet to see that. And that didn't happen right away, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely not. No, because especially for me, I'm, like I said, like I'm a, I can be a very introverted person and I can be very shy and very quiet. And I like my one or two close friends. I don't need a lot of people around. Um, so it can be harder for me to let people in where my husband is the outgoing type A, like party, like right. everybody, I love you so much. It's like, oh. And he really is. Uh, he, he really is. And so for me, it can be hard to let people in, but and it's, and it's a catch-22 because sometimes you let people in and sometimes you're going to get hurt. But then other times you let people in and it's the best thing that could ever happen. And so we have so many people at our church that that have just done so many things for us and love our kids like they're their own and love our and just love our family and just love on us in mm. so many ways. And I just can't not. So I think what you would say to the pastor's wife that's like, nervous about getting hurt again or will I ever feel like this is home yeah. that oh, there will come home. a mm-hmm. day when you may feel like they're as close as your own family yeah. that the people love you and yeah. for you it's such a great story that you gave up essentially you gave up your family yeah. and being close with them to go do ministry yeah. and it didn't happen at first and it didn't happen in the next year right. or two, right. but somewhere along the line, yeah. you know, you developed this close relationship, which was just a gift from the Lord. Oh, 100%. And it's funny how you say home, because like I said, like me and my husband are Jersey born and raised. Like we never in a million years thought, million years thought that we would ever leave New Jersey. And then the Lord just kind of dropped this opportunity to go to Ohio in our lap. And we were like, I guess we're going to Ohio now. Like the day <laughs> we moved into Ohio was the second time I'd ever been in that state. And I was like, nothing of this yeah. place. Like this is such a strange place. But now with my like full heart I can say Ohio is home. Aww. And it's oh and of course it's like that's where my kids were born and that's where like we've made so many memories, but it's it's the people and it's my church and it like that will always be home. Just as much as New Jersey is home. Like New Jersey was my home for twenty four, twenty five years. And Ohio's only been my home for almost eight now, but I consider them the Yeah. Same. And what a blessing of obedience. You know, you were obedient, and the Lord is just blessing you. So hang on, pastor's wife that is in this moment saying, how much longer, Lord? Or, you know, I've I've left XYZ behind, and will I ever um, see a day when that's worth it? Just 
think of Sam Reed and know. Because yeah. um, I wasn't sure if it was worth it in the beginning. Mm. Because just as much as, um, like, my husband was called into ministry at a young age, and by the time that we were moving to Ohio, I really felt like this was my calling as well, like mm. we were going to be doing ministry together. It wasn't until we took that hard step of leaving New Jersey mm. to go to Ohio for me to be like, this is what I'm supposed to wow. do. Like, this is it. And, and that was several years in yeah. to you being a pastor's I mean, yeah, wife. We were pastors for almost five years together at that point, And then we moved to Ohio. And it wasn't until we took that step of obedience from Ohio that I really, like us together as a couple and me personally, really began to flourish and be like, wow. this is it. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I have grown so much in Ohio. And sometimes it's the Lord pulling you out of your comfort zone. Right. Because I was comfortable in New Jersey. It's what I knew. It's what we've always done. And it was easy. Um, but sometimes the Lord's got to pull you out to, right. really, to really help you grow. And he did it. And it was hard. It's so hard, but it was so worth it. I love that. That's so worth it. Th this is why I have people like you on here. Because your story is unique. And it's such a story of just God's grace, you know. Um, you listening, you not not knowing how it was going to turn out, yeah. and taking that step of faith, and just it's, it's crazy because this <laughs> as the story goes, my husband, we were talking about planning a church, and we went through the whole process to plant a church here in New Jersey, and we're going to do that, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, a friend calls my husband, he's like, hey, I just went to this church out in Ohio, and I don't know, I could just see you preaching there, and he's like, oh, that's funny, and then. He kind of made some phone calls about it, was like really praying about it, and then he came to me about it, and he was hemming and hawing, he didn't know, I don't know, this is it, da da da, and then in the moment he was telling me, the Lord told me first, and I was like, listen, if you apply to Ohio, we're moving to Ohio, and I do not want to move there. Wow. And then he did, he applied and he moved. Wow. And so it's, yeah, the rest is history. That's so good. So good, I love it. Okay, and we are going to finish with this last question. Yep. Um, another question that I love to ask pastors' wives. You do so much in caring for other people. Mm -hmm. um, what is something that you do to care for yourself and for you to get fed? Because if you're not cared for and fed, it's going to be hard for you to pour out. Oh, absolutely. Just like with having kids. If you're not taking the time away from your kids, you feel like right. yeah, how can you feed them if you're not feeding yourself? Um, I'd say... The biggest one on like a consistent, like kind of regular basis um, would be date nights, but not just any date nights. Like obviously you need time away. And we, that's another big thing is we are very big about prioritizing vacation away from church, mm. like away from Ohio. Right. <laughs> um, and just having that time away to refuel and recharge. But even at home, um, a big thing that we did... Um, I guess it was last year a lot. We did for a good six or eight months straight. So there's another church by us. It's a large church. We know the pastor there. They have a bunch of campuses, and we were really good friends with a lot of the pastors in those campuses and stuff. And once a month, they had um, these services. Uh, the first Friday of each month, they had these services. And every month um, on that Friday, we would make that our date night, and we would mm. go to dinner, and we would go to church. And I'm sure, like, why on earth did you go to church on your date night when you were pastor's wife and like, you guys are at church all the time? Because there's nothing better than going to a church service where you don't have to worry about anything. Right. You don't care who's volunteering. You don't care if the show plate. You don't have to worry about kids' ministry. You don't have to worry about worship or if the sound breaks down or anything like that. You can just go and be and worship and listen and take in the word and take notes and just, mm. and just receive and just receive together. And it's 
wonderful. Like people tease us, like you're going to church on a date, and it's like, yes. That's so good. Absolutely, yes. And so we did that for, because um, they kind of go on and off into breaks, the summer and different things, but we did that easy for a good six months, and it was wow. the, the best thing ever. I wonder how many other pastors as I have on here <laughs> that would say that. But I love it. I love it so much. Yeah. And um, that's something that, yeah, I actually might have to incorporate into my date nights with it my husband. It's so life-giving. Not, I mean, life-giving for me because it, it's like I hear my, my husband speak every weekend. And, of course, he, he hears from the Lord and I'm getting things from him. But, I mean, it's just like, you know, you want to listen to Stephen Furtick online or whatever. It's just listening to other pastors. But going and getting fed together. And, and sitting next to each other. sitting next to each other. <laughs> sit alone every Sunday. Like, and not having to worry about who's in kids ministry. Or, oh my gosh, is that microphone even working right now? Or who's running this? Or who's running that? And even for my husband, because he's always worrying about those things. He, he doesn't know, have to worry about preaching or whatever. He can just come and get fed. And we can just enjoy and worship and pray together. And it's, yeah. It's awesome. I love that answer. I love that answer. And I'm going to challenge other pastor's wives who are listening or who may listen. Yeah. Give it a shot. Find a local church that's got a consistent event or just pick up a, a night yep. service that you can go to. Get a center. We would do dinner. So we do like now. Right. Like Something. Date night thing. Yeah. We do dinner and service. And it's wonderful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, you, Sam Reed, are going to be a regular on here. Yeah, I'm all about it. Because, um, I'm going to embarrass you for a second, but you're actually doing things, if you want to talk about different things, Mm -hmm. so that you can um, be speaking in church more and things like that. Do you want to touch on that really quick? I have been. So, like I said, I didn't start really growing really into this role of pastor's wife or even just pastor itself, not just that, like, I'm a pastor, like, I'm just correlated with my husband, like, I myself. Um, Since moving to Ohio... And I have started preaching at church, and if you knew me when I was 14 years old, did you Which ever, I did. Did you ever think <laughs> no. in a million years that I would be preaching on a stage in like front of people? No. No. But I encourage everybody to go check it out at Bridge of Hope, right? Bridgeofhopechurch.net, yeah. .net. I mean, or I've listened. B-O-H Church. Oh my gosh, I don't even know my own church website. B-O-H-Church.net is our website. And I've listened to at least two of them. Of your speaking, I think I've done it. I think only three or four times now. I okay, so, I know I've listened to two, and yeah. I re, I one I just say my to myself a lot. Don't be shell shellfish. Don't be shellfish, yeah. So oh, they're they're so good. So it's very exciting that you're doing that. Yeah, I only do it because the Lord tells me to. <laughs> well, that's a good reason. <laughs> because my husband would have wanted me to do it years ago, and I was like, absolutely not. But the Lord told me to, so. Well, I, did. I think the Lord might tell you to be a regular on my show and. Yeah. Some talk about (laughs) talk about some important topics that maybe we don't talk about as women in ministry, as women pastors or pastors' wives, and that's the whole point is talking about things that maybe we don't talk about and just being honest while still loving ministry and thriving there. Yes, as hard as it is, I could not imagine doing anything else. So, I love it. It's good. It's it's good. Awesome. Well, until next time, because you're coming back. Until next time, I will have to be back. Maybe not sitting in the same room, but we will be doing this again. You, you never know. You never I know. mean, you might come pop out for vacation. Maybe I'm going to come visit you. I promise. I'm going to visit you. <laughs> I don't like to drive, I but I am going to come visit you. We're five and a half hours. Okay.
All right. All right. Awesome. I love you. I love you too. Thank you for having me. Anytime. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you enjoyed this. Come again next week where I get to interview my good friend, Caitlin Elliott. You will be sure to love that. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you subscribe and leave a rating. Can't wait to talk to you next time.